0: It's the Right Hook on News talk with George Hook, and it's now Bill Hughes with the essential songs of William.
1: This year, we're going for a decade that you're not fond of, but we're going to go with it anyway, 1987.
0: Which I probably won't know a single tune in I think 1987. Be All right, uh, 1987 for me, just because I always sort of position myself. First ever World Cup in Australia, New Zealand, and I'm on the coaching team for the US Eagles. And like it remains one of my obviously like great memories in rugby. Going down there, it was quite extraordinary. Uh, and so, eighty-seven. And uh, not sure what music I'll be listening to here you know i I think with so many banks chasing me, and I was dodging around corners, I hadn't time to listen to any music now in eighty seven were we were we listening to music on these big day kind of it tracks that you put big thick things that you put into your car. No,
1: some people were, but I think it had already passed. That was already gone out. That was gone. Was that that was already gone. But well, we didn't have me.
0: any mobile phones to listen. On.
1: No, but you had little cassettes, and you were listening on your Sony Walkman.
0: Oh, you had and a your Sony, Sony
1: Walkman was the coolest thing. All right, and your Sony Walkman was for cassettes. Okay, it was for cassettes. The CD model was coming in in the next couple of years after that. So,
0: uh, surprise me if I know the first
1: stop. Well, now. You say you were coaching in America. It was number one in America. You went to the World Cup in Australia. It was number one in Australia. Uh-huh. It was number one in the UK. It was number one in Ireland. In fact, it was number one all over, world, all over the world. And it was by a young man called Rick Astley, a young Lancashire lad who had moved to London. The song is called Never Gonna Give You Up. N- you'll know it. When it comes on, you'll well, know it. Well, I'm sure oh, yeah. you don't know it now. It was recorded by Rick Astley, and written and produced by Stock, Aiken and Waterman. Now, the Waterman there is Pete Waterman, and Pete Waterman, who had been the first judge on Pop Idol and had worked a lot with Simon Cowell, Pete Waterman is the famous dyslexic who loves trains, who works in the music industry. He's not ringing bells for you at all, no? Not a bell, has rung. Okay, well, he took Rick Astley under his wing. He heard him sing, he brought him into the studio to learn the way around the studio. He was the T-boy in studio, but then he put him before the mic and he had this fantastic voice and he gave him a song called Never Gonna Give You Up. Now, the song won the Best British Single at the 1988 Brit Awards. Uh, It was Song of the Year, the biggest selling song of the year, literally around the globe. And he then released uh, his debut album, Whenever You Need Somebody. And that debut album sold 15 million copies. All right. And the guy was only, he was only a child. I think we actually
0: should listen to this to see if I recognise Well,
1: when I tell you that he retired in 1993, having sold 40 million albums at the age of 27 and has become a philanthropist and is a really decent top bloke, Rick Astley, but he made his money as a kid, and this is the one that started it for him everywhere.
0: All right, okay, it's Rick Astley, and I can't give you up, is it?
1: No, never gonna
0: give you up. Never gonna give you up. Have a listen. Well, there he is from 1987, Rick Astley. Now, when you think I'm coaching rugby in California and I'm coaching rugby in Australia, you know, and all that sort of stuff, I would have been a fair few bars, I reckon. Uh, I remember hearing it now In the background I definitely remember hearing it you That's, not new, That's no. not new to me That's not new to me But if you'd asked me uh, Under threat of a firing squad And didn't tell me the name of it I wouldn't have been able to
1: tell you No, but it was the biggest hit in the world that I actually heard. liked
0: it It was quite yeah. pleasant Yeah, he yeah. a good singer He's Yeah, a good singer. no, it was quite pleasant
1: Okay uh, Can you top that? Well, I think so The second one is a duet and uh, the the duet is with the Pet Shop Boys okay, and Dusty Springfield. Who? Dusty Springfield. D-
0: In 87 was Dusty around?
1: And I will tell you the most shocking thing. Yeah? This was the biggest hit of her career. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> This was by far her biggest selling hit. Go away. Yeah.
0: With the bag. I remember the name, the Pet Shop Boys, but Dusty Dusty's
1: career had gone into free fall. From Kerry. Yes. Yeah. Well, was. she was from London, but she was of Kerry um, stock. Yeah. Very much she of Kerry. She was Karen born in Stone. Hampstead. Yeah. Bally Hyde. <laughs> born in West Hampstead. Uh, extraordinary woman and a great career. But this song, it's really funny. The guys. Uh, Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe who are the Pet Shop Boys Neil Tennant was a journalist and he was dying to be in the music business and he wasn't a classic singer he would, they were going to be synth pop they were going to you know work with synthesizers and they weren't going to be a regular band but he was dying to break into music And he knew that in order to break into music and dance music and big beat music, he needed to capture an American beat. And so the the producer he set his hat at was a guy called Bobby Orlando. And Neil Tennant would write the lyrics. uh, No, no, Bobby, that's Tony Orlando. Knock three times. This is different. This is Bobby Orlando. And Bobby Orlando was known as the pioneer of high energy. And high energy was just, just huge, sweeping the world disco music. Anyway, Neil Tennant gets a commission from Smash Hits, who he's writing for at the time, to go to New York to interview the police. And he reckons, this is my chance to meet Bobby Orlando. He goes to New York he takes them to Applejack's. Bobby Orlando agrees to meet him. They go to Applejack's. Now, I remember Applejack's. It was a little diner where we used to go for our lunch break. Only, when we were...
0: This wasn't a franchise. No, now. no. Yeah. It was
1: just on 55th and Broadway. Okay. And that's where we'd go for lunch when we were shooting MTUSA. That's where we'd go and have our, our lunch break. Okay. And he even remembers that at the time he had the cheeseburger and the carrot cake. And I remember them because it was famous for them. But anyway... The career started because Bobby Orlando liked what he heard. The demos agreed to work with these boys. These boys, the Pet Shop Boys, became the biggest dance sensation. They'd had four number ones. They were at the height of their career. And Neil Tennant practically had a shrine at home to Dusty Springfield. And he wrote this song to say, Dusty, can I work with you? And Dusty heard the song. And and Dusty
0: is out of work. At the time,
1: she couldn't get arrested. She couldn't get arrested. Okay. Okay. And the next thing She goes into studio and she sings, what have I done to deserve this? And that was the song. And it's a very ironic song because it's not just about how life can deal you a bad hand, but it's how love can deal you a bad hand. And so there is a whole double meaning in this song. And as a result, this completely revitalized Dusty's career and the guys got her a deal she got another she had no recording deal at the time she got an album deal she ended up having two more massive hits that the guy, the guys wrote for her um, and one of them was uh, the theme music for the movie Scandal about the affair, the the perfume affair. Right. Do you remember that? So have too very well. There you go. So,
0: yeah, Christine Keeler, and Mandy Rice That's Davis. the one.
1: That's the one.
0: So, and Simon Ward, the osteopath.
1: Yes, and nothing has been proved. Was the, was the big sign. Right. So I this is
0: the Pet Shop Boys, Dusty Springfield from Ballyhig and Kerry, formerly of the Springfields, uh, now in What Have I Done to Deserve This. From 1987. I love it. I remember it, the Pet Shop Boys and Dusty Springfield in 1987. What have I done to deserve this? And I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. <laughs> uh, I think I, there's too little Dusty, there's too much kind of noisy music, and the two lads talking away instead of singing, Not For Me.
1: I love
0: it. I'm I sad. know she needed the money, but I mean,
1: God above. No. I love it. And I she know loved you do. Come on, number three. Proud. Okay, Cheer number three. Up. Okay. The great. The one. The only. Whitney Houston.
0: Yeah, I saw her in a movie with Kevin Costner.
1: As a bodyguard, you wouldn't judge her on her her, 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 <laughs> her acting ability. I'm sorry. Very no. sad
0: story, but it's leave terribly, that aside. Uh, great voice. Um,
1: S- superb voice. What, what's the name of this one? The song is I Want to Dance with Somebody. I think I remember this. again. You will remember it. I need
0: her. to listen to it, but but <laughs> I like I liked, um I, I Whitney Houston's okay. Well, of this, the modern female singers, mm-hmm. most of which I dislike intensely.
1: Did you like her version of "I Will Always Love You," which was yes, in the Bodyguard? Yes, yes, yeah, very important Okay, yeah. well, I was in the Bodyguard. Yeah, it's yeah. in the Bodyguard. So, okay, well, this song, uh, produced by Narada Michael Walden, now in the eighties, Narada Michael Walden couldn't do anything wrong. He was the king of disco and the king of soul sounds and R&B right. sounds. He was okay. the, the top producer. And it was written by George Merrill and Shannon Rubicam. Now, yeah. uh, Whitney Houston's career, to be fair, it was only... It, it was She sang in church as a kid. Her mother was the great Sissy Houston. Her uh, first cousin was Dionne Warwick and Dee Dee Warwick. Her godmother was the legendary Darlene Love. Darlene Love from Phil Spector's, you know, The Crystals and all those, the backing right, singers. Okay. And so and her honorary aunt was Aretha Franklin. Okay, so she's got form. She's got form. And in, in her life, you know, it's really funny. When she was starting out at the age of 15, she went into studio and she was a backing singer. And she was a backing singer for the Michael Zager band on a thing called Let's All Chant and also for Chaka Khan I'm every woman. Okay, is this
0: her first big one?
1: This was her second because, well, it's it's about her fifth, but the second big dance song. How will okay. I know came before it? So, I want to dance with somebody. Was the one you're so this, you're very eager to hear this music?
0: Yeah, okay. because I mean, a dancer like me, yeah. the sort of Fred Astaire of Fox Rock, mm. um, would mm. definitely might mm. enjoy this. Bill mm. Hughes's choice, it seven, Whitney Houston and I one to dance. Oh, the great but tragic Whitney Houston. And I want to dance with somebody. I can tell you something. If I'd been born 20 years later, John Travolta would never have been heard of. Really? Oh, I Listen, I would have danced brilliantly to that now. I love
1: that. It's great. It's I great. remember it too, but I love it. I have a great memory of it because I was away on holidays You in were Thailand. four again. No, it was 1987. All right. I was in Thailand on my holidays by myself. And oh. I was in a tuk tuk, and he was going so fast he frightened the living daylights out of me. So I had my little Sony Walkman, and I had Whitney in the Sony Walkman, and I put it on, and I put it on full volume, and I closed my eyes and held on for dear life, listening <laughs> to that as we got to the. I wanted to go to the big, the Jade uh, Temple where the Jade Buddha was, but he was. I, I thought oh, I was going to die on the. When birthday. I went
0: Thailand, I didn't go to any Buddhas. Um, <laughs> what's your final choice?
1: My final choice, one of the great female singers. Of the 80s and uh, the had 70s. One. Oh, yeah, well, we've got another one. This is a rock singer. Yeah. There's a woman called Grace Slick. Never and heard of her. Grace Slick. Definitely never heard of her. Grace it. Slick was the lead female. Nobody's ever heard Jefferson of her. Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson, Starship, and Starship. Starship is the name of the band. The song is Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. And this, when Rick Astley was the number one best-selling single in the world in 1987, this was the number two best-selling single in the world in 1987.
0: I just go back because I wasn't listening too carefully because I'd never heard of Jennifer Slick.
1: No, Grace Slick. Grace Slick. What band? Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Starship and Starship. She was in three three bands. bands. And each of them had huge careers. Huge careers. Okay. And so so she sold gazillions of records. She was a style icon. She she had a solo career as well, Grace Slick. But she has a big voice. And she sang with Mickey Thomas in this band called Starship. And they had this huge, nothing's going to stop us now. The song was written by Albert Hammond, who we've talked about before on the show, and the great Diane Warren. Diane Warren's a really interesting songwriter because at one stage in her, in, in her life, uh, in the history of Billboard, she had seven songs, all by different artists in the top 20. She was the most prolific uh, songwriter. Prolific, writer. it sounds good, Jim. But Grace Slick had a tremendous career, uh, starting as a solo artist all the way from the mid-60s to the mid-90s. She had a 30-year career, Grace Slick. So when you hear her You probably only Heard her As a member of a band But Grace Slick To me Meant something Because she was this Fearsome woman With fearsome shoulder pads Fearsome haircuts Stunning face And very rocky Very in your face And what's the name of the song? The name song is Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now oh think I know this you How, do. is there
0: a way I'd know this you or know has it an bec- association do you, you remember
1: the walk of life with Dire uh, yeah. Straits this would have been up there with that in terms of sport video people saying nothing's going to stop us now yeah. I
0: saw a movie I think your man McCarthy was in no, it yeah, it's Who called was... Mannequin yeah,
1: yeah he was one of the, the pack he was the Brat Pack yeah and McCarthy was his uh, name Andrew C. McCarthy Andrew
0: McCarthy and, and then
1: he kind of disappeared He did And this song Was nominated For best song At the Oscars that year Yeah I knew I
0: knew it I knew <laughs> But I never heard it Jennifer Slick Jack Grace
1: Slick Grace
0: <laughs> Alright Here's Jennifer Or Grace Take your choice Slick It's Starship Nothing going to stop us now Andrew McCarthy If you're listening I thought you were great In the movie Well, there you have it, the great, great slick and uh, the new anthem for The Right Hook. Nothing's going to stop us now as we head in to the stratosphere of listenership numbers powered by Bill Hughes' extraordinary and encyclopedic knowledge of music every Thursday at this time with the essential songs of 1987 tonight. Why do we do 1932
2: next week? No. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) Uh,
1: I'm not saying a word. I just do as I'm told. All right, well, we'll have something for you next week. Never fear.